singing this morning my wife leaned over and said we should sing this and so the Lord would have us to sing that here at this time Souls just pass us by. 
Ponder that. Can you look back in your life when there was a moment when the reality of eternity struck you? As God is seeking to spiritually set the table for us, this will all make sense as we get into the message, but that gripped me. I circled that word when in my mind. When was it that my heart was stirred like God's heart was stirred? When was it that I was moved with compassion? That I was spiritually struck with what I saw and witnessed that it physically affected me? I'm concerned that we're not physically affected, moved, mentally, emotionally stirred by what's spiritually and eternally at stake. Every single human being will die and go to heaven or die and go to heaven. And God died for every single person on the cross, and it is now our responsibility, yes, but beyond that, our privilege, to be able to go into the harvest fields, to answer this heart cry of God, to be a laborer that's going to live for Jesus Christ, no matter the cost, preaching the cross, going forward for God, realizing that it's always worth it. God help us to reach Him while there's still time. Because there'll be a moment that it will be too late. That's right. We do not want to take that to take place on our watch. Yep. In our community. Yep. In our region, our state, where God has placed us in our country, that we will claim it for Jesus Christ. Because we know that God wants the entirety of New Zealand saved. That's right. Amen. So we're going to roll up our sleeves and get in the yep. churches yep. and get in the harvest field and see what God can do as we simply make ourselves available unto Him, desiring for Him to use us. We know it's not us that can do it. It's God that does the work. He gives the increase. Right. We must be available so that way the increase can become possible. Yep. When, when was the moment? When God stirred your heart? When you were stirred by seeing the eye effect in the heart? Has that stirring become still? Has it become dormant? Is there still a stirring in your heart? Is there still a fire that burns down deep in the fire of your being? I think a lot of our young people, the reason they struggle with the future, they struggle with the will of God is there's never been a time that they have seen. They've never seen as God sees. That you have been created for a purpose. That your life has potential. That there is a people that God wants you to reach. And that before you came out of your mother's womb, Jeremiah 1 says, he says to Jeremiah, I believe that it's true for everyone that's why it's in the Bible. He doesn't give respect to persons, and if, he, if it was sufficient for Jeremiah, I believe it's there by way of application to reveal to us, and God would say to us too, just as he came to Jeremiah. Before I formed in the belly, I knew thee. That's a special thing, a precious thing. When thou camest forth, I thought, whom I sanctify thee, I set thee apart for a purpose. I have created you for a calling, and in the midst of that calling, there is a congregation, there is a generation, there is a nation that can be reached with the dust. function as live and live as if we're the only human being on the planet. 
with the gospel, reaching the entire world with the gospel. If everybody lived like that, it would completely change the culture and the spirit of our churches. Because we had a when moment. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Because they faded and they were scattered abroad as sheep had no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous. The laborers are few. Bring ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Let's seek the Lord in prayer and jump further into the word of God. Lord, we're grateful for this time. Thank you to these men, these women, these young people. Everyone who sacrificed their schedule to put you first. Lord, that we can meet with you and God, we desire for you to meet with us. Lord, our hearts are, I pray they are, they're prepared, they're tender, they're ready. We're eager to hear from heaven. Bring unto us a spirit of revival. Lord, renew, refresh, reignite our hearts. I pray that you'll stir us, Lord, but not just to be stirred to leave a meeting feeling good. Lord, that we would leave a meeting being challenged, being transformed, walking out the doors even today uh, and through the week, God, just with that renewed spirit, that fire, that spizzeratum, that craving to be used of you and craving to see what you can do in our lifetime. But God, I pray that you'll help us to realize the great need to not leave our heads buried in the sand, but Lord, to realize that now more than ever, now is the time for us to be involved, engaged. We love you and thank you for this time. Holy Ghost, please come. We ask for your anointing and your power. Please do a great work. Grant liberty in Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said. Amen. Would you journey with me in your Bibles? And using this as a springboard, like I said, but journeying with me in your Bibles to the book of Romans. The book of Romans chapter number 13 is where we're going to be for the remainder of this service. Romans chapter number 13. I believe we see the same context, similar truths in this passage of Scripture, Romans 13. And to be very transparent with you, and I pray this doesn't alarm you, but just in a state of preparation, of course, but just finding the Lord, letting the, the Holy Spirit lead as He so desires, this sermon was not on my radar this morning. It was not until uh, the morning message that God stirred my heart to preach these truths. I pray this will help us today. Romans chapter number 13, notice verse number 11, the Bible says, and that, what are the next three words? Knowing the time. Knowing the time. Romans 13, 11, and that knowing the time. That now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and enemy, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lusts thereof. Can't you sense the urgency in this text? The intensity in this text? The desire for God to use us. And of course, back in Romans 13, verse number 11, we find those words, knowing the time. It's similar to what we found in the book of Matthew, our theme and our text for this week. Uh, and when he saw, there was a moment in which Christ became aware of the need. He was aware of his struggles. He was aware of the spiritual conditions of what was gripping those before him. I think it would do us well this morning to realize that now is the time, number one. It's time for us to be aware. Knowing the time to not have our heads buried in the sand. To think that, you know, peace, peace, when there is no peace, just like the prophets and the preachers of the Old Testament were guilty of. I'm just putting out a pacified message to please keep 
people and tickle the back of ears and things, but rather to go beyond that and for God to take the scales off of our eyes and our hearts and our minds and to truly see as God sees it, there is a nation dying and going to hell. Yep. There are souls that are yep. perishing. There are families that are being ruined. There's sin that's running rampant. And that See, open your eyes, see. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, where there is no vision. We didn't have a vision. People perish. Book of Lamentations references, my eye affecteth my heart. Lamentations 351. To be aware of what's going on. I don't know what the spiritual conditions are like here in New Zealand. But from what I've heard from some, that there is... The true pandemic is the uh, vastness of the alcohol and the drugs and even the marijuana and people that are rejecting God. My heart was stirred. I've never heard your national anthem. Wow, that is a godly hymn. It's a prayer. It's a plea to the Lord. Our national anthem in America. I mean, just, you know, a few times God has referenced it. And I love our national anthem. And from our national anthem written by Francis Scott Key during the War of 1812, he wrote those words, In God is our trust. That uh, became our motto. It's beautiful to see how that, that he was encapsulating the spirit of what gripped America. And of course, America, we have drifted, we have rejected God. We have forsaken God. We have forgotten God in our culture in America. And I don't know what it's like here in New Zealand, but to stop and think about a national anthem such as that, a prayer, a plea to where it may be now. Yep. Could it be that more than us? Yep. And to not leave our heads buried in sand. To not go on in spiritual oblivion, if you will, and it's all it is what it is, you know, it's just so hard to witness today, and it's just so hard to reach people. And you know, people don't really want the gospel tracts anymore. When in scripture is that justification to stop? Yep. If anything, as they mount up their intensity, it should cause the church right. to increase in their urgency. That's right. Because we know what they're rejecting. We realize that they're saying no to God, that this is endangering their soul for damnation and right. hellfire will go burn with weeping and gnashing of teeth for a hundred million years. And it's just the first moment of eternity. We see what's at stake. Yep. We're aware of what the cost is, and we will go to any lengths necessary. To reach them before it's too late, this is the choir It's time to be aware. Our eyes affect our hearts. Sometimes through awareness, people can get discouraged. You watch the news, you listen to the news, you read the news, and you hear what's going on, and sometimes you just say, oh man, it's just too far gone. No. Why do we say no? Not because of what we think. Not because of what we're trying to rouse within us through encouragement and fellowship, but rather because of what God says in the Bible. Yep. Romans 5, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Yep. And even though there's a tidal wave of evil and wickedness and carnality and all sorts of defilement that Satan is seeking to destroy everything we hold dear, whether it's our political liberties uh, and the gospel shutting down churches, destroying young people and futures and marriages and family, all of these things to understand that there is a grace that is sufficient. There is a God that is capable and sufficient. And now is the time for us to be aware, knowing the time. Now is not the time for us to play games. Yep, that's right. 
to say, I want to be able to approach the return of Christ with a spirit of rejoicing. I have not dragged my feet. I have not been sleeping on the job. I was not inactive or idle, but I was engaged doing what God had me to do, and I did what God had me to do. I did it. I fought the good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. And I know it wasn't me, but it was Jesus in me and through me. I can't do it, but he can. And God, how I do it, oh God, I want to do it. Please, I want to do it to the maximum of my life. Full proof of that ministry. That God has given each of us that privilege to serve him and live for him. Reach souls. Could it be that we'll be gripped the heart of reservation? Oh no. Some a heart of regret. That realization of eternity and then declaring in that moment, oh, what have I done? What have I done with my life? What, what, have, I, what, have, I, what have I been doing as a pastor? What have I been doing as a servant, as a soul? What have I been doing? I've been squandering, I've been wasting. I've had divine opportunities and appointments and opportunities and I've done nothing. God, break our hearts. God, burn something within our hearts. That there would be laborers for the harvest that truly is plenteous. Now the text said it's great, it's massive, it's overwhelming, it's... It's time that we are aware. And I'm sure that you've thought of the second point right here derived from Scripture. That it's time for us to be awake. It's time for us to be awake. That now it's high time to awake out of sleep. We'd like to linger here for a few moments as the Lord leads. I'm just preaching from my heart. I've got no scribble on pieces of paper, but all of that is above them. What does the Lord have for us? These things may guide me as I seek to mind the Lord, but we're just here to listen to the Lord. I pray that your heart is tender as his mind is seeking to be. But sleeping, waking out of sleep, 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 sleep. Think about sleeping. God does not want the church or any Christian to be asleep. Yep. He wants them to be awake. What does the word awake insinuate? It means that you were once aware. You were once active. But you have stopped. You have ceased from doing what ought to be done. Have you been ceasing your bus ministries and your band ministries? Have you been ceasing the soul winning? Slowing it down and just doing it once a month? couple of times a year? Are we ceasing to put before us and before our churches opportunities to pass our gospel tracts such as this? Thank the Lord for this ministry. My heart is stirred over all life. To God be the glory. Great things He is doing. And every single gospel tract that leaves your hand and goes to the hand of someone else, it will not return void. His word will go forth and prosper and accomplish that which He so desires. But it's going to take someone who's awake to actually get the job done. I don't know anybody who's sleeping physically that's doing anything. When I'm sleeping, I'm out. I ain't doing nothing. And you think about the natural uh, state of sleeping. Just let's, God made all things, including this natural process and approach. Even nature itself doth teach us, right? Uh, and think about this. Sleeping, when we're asleep, we develop an insensitivity to impressions. Such as, who, who can I pick up? Amy, you might as catch the tire by your toe, and it's you. How did that happen? If I can pick on you, if you're asleep, maybe you're a light sleeper, a heavy sleeper, I don't know what it is. Now, some people are like, 
But there, most of us, hey, just an impression, just a touch, just just a little bit, a little something. Hey, turn a light on. Hey, it, it, insensitive. There is a callousness there. There, there is a spirit of slumber there that's keeping me back from jumping up out of bed. And even if I did, literally, you know, wake up as a result of somebody like this, I'm like, I'm out of it still, right? Sleeping. If we're asleep, it develops an insensitivity to impressions. I believe the Holy Spirit of God is trying to come through our lives daily. See that person up there? I want you to listen to that person. Hey, hey, come on. Let me take, take your heart. See that family? Go, go invite that person across the street to your church. A sensitivity is what we should have to the impressions and leadership and direction of God in our life. I'm not trying to accuse anybody of anything because I've been guilty of it too. Day by day, if I'm not careful walking in the Spirit, I can become insensitive to impressions. How sensitive, how sensitive, how sensitive are you to the impressions, the leadership, the touch of God to steer you and move you and direct your steps throughout the day to reach lost souls around you? Time to awake. It's not time for the church to sleep on. It's not time for us to back down and for us to take it easy, but it's time for us, high time, to give it all we've got. The harvest truly is plenty, the laborers are few. I can't speak for all the other laborers, I can only speak for myself. Because I will only give an account before God for how I live my life. And never in comparison with others. That's unwise, it's foolish, it's unbiblical. We are only responsible for us. For you individually, for me individually. I can't speak for the others. I don't know why the laborers are few. But that should not be an excuse for me to not join the fight. To be on the front lines. To be engaged in the harvest field. To reach a lost and dying world. Hey, even though maybe few have come before us who could be against us. We'll get more of that this week, uh, Lord willing. But it's time to be awake. Others may be sleeping, but don't let others sleeping do an excuse for you to sleep as well. Yep. May the Lord help us to be awake, to be awake. When we're asleep, we develop an insensitivity to impressions. When we're asleep, we become incoherent. Have you ever talked to somebody as they were sleeping? Yeah, and the kangaroo was wearing a sweater and he was eating ice cream on the, a, a spaceship. What, what, it's like, where on earth, you know? Sometimes people, they, they're, they're, they're awake. I think that one of our daughters, Alyssa, we've got four kiddos, and one on the way. And uh, two boys and two girls, Alyssa, she's a sleepwalker. I'll be working maybe 11 o'clock at night or something a little later. And all of a sudden I hear a door open, you know, and things, and she comes walking out. And she is having a conversation with me, but she had, next morning she didn't, she doesn't remember what she said. She never remembered the experience. Incoherent, incoherent. Babbling, mumbling, saying things. The appearance of being active and engaged, but it makes no sense. I'm concerned that we have churches represented in this room. That we are putting forth the appearance of being engaged and active. But from the world's perspective, lost people's perspective, it's babbling. It makes no sense. It's incoherent. What are they saying? Huh? Jesus? Eternity, salvation, whatever. I don't know. They just wave, up, wave, up, wave, up, wave us off and move on in their perishing plight, as was heard preached in the first service. I don't want to be incoherent. 
I want people to hear something clear from my lips and my heart to theirs. I do not want to battle. And if I'm asleep spiritually, that is how a lost soul, the natural man that desires not the things of God, will be perceiving our miracle witness for Christ. We need to be awake. Yep. It's time to be awake. Time to be awake. Amen. We develop an insensitivity to impressions. We become incoherent. Obviously, the, the third thought is just line items. I don't know how you're taking notes, but just, just thoughts here. We are rendered inactive. We are rendered inactive. If you're asleep, you don't have a shovel in your hand. <laughs> you're not digging a ditch. You're, you don't have a, you know, you're not on the front lines. Of doing, you're, you're inactive. And this dovetails with this third main thought that God will lead us to in a moment. Uh, when we're inactive, we're weak. You know, somebody's sleeping. Let me go ahead and get my brother with All right, act like you're sleeping. I'm going to lift your arm in the air. All right, when you're asleep, most of the time, you take it, what happens? <laughs> Sorry about that. There may be some, you lift it, and all of a sudden, it's like the hydraulic door, but still, what's happening there? We think they can't do nothing. Pretend like you're sleeping again. Ain't going to happen. He's worthless. <laughs> he ain't going to do nothing. Why? Because he's asleep. This may sound silly, but I don't know what it is I'm thinking on you. Is it good? Does everybody think that I should? Is it good? What is it? It's the... It's the it's you just got one of those faces. <laughs> this is powerful to think about the application of these things that God has designed. A natural thing. A natural thing is true. We don't know it to be true. The devil wants the church to be weak and worthless. So that way, as we, and as he seeks to find it, he will have an opponent that is not able to stand up and defend eternally. The devil knows that it's harvest time, so he's going to try to get the church to sleep on. He knows that we're at war. He understands the power and the potential of the church, a body of believers unified in Christ, undivided, going forward. He understands the potency of it, and he wants to do anything he can to get the church to not be a force to be reckoned with, a force that's so powerful as they are indwelled by the presence of God and anointed by the power of God. The devil's trying to win, but you understand Jesus already has given us the promise that as we seek to go forward and stand and stay true, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And so he's going to try to get the church to sleep. Awake to righteousness. First Corinthians 15, 34 says, Awake to righteousness and sin not for some. Have not the knowledge of God, I speak this to your shame. God is saying, listen, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed how you've been conducting yourself and living your life. But at the same time, when I read in 1 Corinthians 15.34, not only am I convicted, I'm also encouraged. You know why? God cares about me. God cares about our churches. But he's trying to get us to be awake again. If God didn't care, he'd let us sleep on. He said, no, 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 no. Come on, I want you to sleep on the job. Let's go, let's go, let's go. There's a job that needs to be done, and I want to use you to get the job done. Wow. And that's like when to the sales. Oh, God, you want to use me? Yes, I'm going to use you. Come on. Praise the Lord. He brings conviction and it's encouraging. Yeah. I'm ashamed of how you live your life. I know you can't get going to a time machine and change the past, but you've got today, son. You've got tomorrow, church. You've yep. got next year. You've yep. got a decade ahead. Yep. You've got to the trumpet sounds. Come on! Time to 
spend time to be awake. For some have not the knowledge of God, I speak this, he says, to your shame. Could you bring up Proverbs 10 15? Proverbs 10 15. Excuse me, 10 5. 10 5. He that gathereth in summer is a wise son. But he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. To be awake, it's time to be awake. What brings sleep? This just hit me. What brings sleep? Idleness brings sleep. Idleness brings sleep. I think I think that'd be true. Idleness. I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting around. Could it be our churches are falling asleep because we're not doing something? Pastors, let's get our people busy. I know we can work our, you know, and you, you can fall asleep while you're busy while you're working, all right? <laughs> but, but at least let's, let's get them on their feet. Church, as pastor seeks to stir you and those that may be represented, those on the line, as God speaks to you, hey, support your pastor in being busy. Be there. Be a part. Sleeping comes through idleness. You know what also hit me? Sleeping comes through exhaustion. I've worked so hard, and I'm just tired. I just can't keep my eyes open. The Lord's burdened me about this. We might be preaching more on that this week. Please, if you can't be here, especially Saturday, I, the Lord's burdened my heart about, especially not being weary about it. Sleeping comes through idleness. It comes through exhaustion. Sleeping comes through a loss of interest. I'm just not into it anymore. I'm trying to stay awake. But I've lost my interest for those being said or what's being done. I'm not using this as a jab about people falling asleep in church, but when they do fall asleep in church, it's revealing that they're sleeping as a result of one of three things. They're idle, they're, they're just sitting down. Or you've worked a long day and you're just exhausted. You know, and praise God for men that come straight from work to church. Amen. My dad had a similar testimony. Sometimes he's like, son, I'm not going to fall asleep in church. I'm going to stand in the back of the auditorium so I don't fall asleep. That's a bad testimony if I fall asleep in church. Thank God for a father like that. Amen. Stand in the back of the room. All right, I'm going to stand here so that way I can pay attention. Why? Because I need this. I'm not here to check something off the list. God forbid. I need this preaching. I yep. need this yep. spiritual sustenance. Yes. To establish me more to keep yep. on keeping on. Sometimes sleeping comes to a loss and a lack of interest. Pastors, how are you when I'm not talking about a sales pitch? Please don't misunderstand me. It's not about presentation, it's about the power of God, the principles of God's word. Our dear brother this morning was saying something about that, and I thought of Jonathan Edwards, who read his notes in a monotone, slightly high-pitched voice, sinners in the hands of an angry God, and God used that literally to start one of the sparks of the Great Awakening. It wasn't about presentation. He was reading his sermon notes, and the Spirit of God came in. With God doing a work where people were holding on the back of chairs till their knuckles were white because they were underneath such deep-seated conviction as a guy was reading a sermon in a monotone voice, slightly high-pitched because he was nervous. 
Some that even ripped the posts that were in the room because they thought the very floor underneath them was going to open up and swallow them to hell. That's how God was on them. Not about presentations, but the power of God. Principles of God's word, but a lack of interest. How are we putting this before our people? How are we talking to one another about it? Yeah, we're going to go slowly. Yeah, you know, this world has got to be reached. I guess we'll go ahead and go do it. Lack of interest. We will fall asleep. It's only a matter of time. Before, if our heart's not in it, our hand will not be in it either. Time to be awake. It's high time. Time to be aware. Time to be aware. Number three, lastly, as we go back to Romans 13, it's time to be active. All of these things don't tell together. This is not a deep message. This is just simple truths. Simple truths. I pray that God will use this, these simple truths. Line upon line, precept upon precept through the week. To strengthen us, stir us, establish us, go on, go forward. Stay the course. Romans 13, notice verse number 12. Verse number 12. The Bible says the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us, therefore, there's a determination, there's a decision being made. Let us, therefore, cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day. Now the light is drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envy. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. This is all action. Let us teamwork. Amen. We got to do this thing together. We need each other. Let's go forward. Active, 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 active. Hey, I was once asleep. God, you convicted me of this. I'm now awake. What does that symbolize? Symbolizes that I'm going to get back at it. I'm going to keep on keeping on. I'm going to continue with what I have been doing. There was a season where I stopped. I backslid. I was not bold. My heart alone would burn for God. But God has exposed this. And thank the Lord for his exposing work. God wants to use me. It's time to be active. Actively continue. Keep that which is committed to my trust. But continue now in the things which I has learned and been assured of. Listen, don't stop and don't quit. You keep on keeping on. Maybe you're guilty as a person. I've been guilty, but I know that I am daily. We can struggle with this, but we don't be aware and awake, active as we ought to be. I believe it's a daily thing that we ought to acknowledge, not ignore, acknowledge and say, God, uh, do a work in my heart to be who you'd have me to be for thy glory. And the fragrance of the gospel will come. Amen. Maybe as a church, you haven't been staying after it. Don't let the devil use that as a bat to keep you down. Rise up. Say, oh God, help me. I'm going to continue. Amen. I still have breath in my body. And as long as i got breath in my body, there's a purpose for my life. Yep. Help me to stay faithful and continue. Yep. It's time to be active. Yep. Not like time to be active. Hey, what should we be active in? Actively continue. Also, this thought. Actively commit. Actively commit. Commit your heart, your mind, your, your life unto what the Lord would have you do. Notice verse number 12 very quickly in the conclusion here. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Hey, let's commit to get right with God. We heard the Salah preach about repentance, and it's so true. God wants to use people that are clean, sanctified, meet for the master's use, prepared for every good work. God will not use a dirty vessel. We need to get right with God. Cast the works of darkness. Casting something off is not a key thing. Get the beat it off, oh God! Have mercy on me! I can't believe that was 
That poison is malvisus. He pucker up, buttercup. No! Get off me! Get off me! Get off me! Actively commit to get right with God. Because I want to be a vessel that God keeps. Amen. People are dying going to hell. I want the Spirit of God to be able to use me to help reach them before it's too late. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion. He was aware, moved, he was awake, he was stirred. Of course, then he said, he spoke, and he called his disciples, and we can see the pattern even there in our text of Matthew, the theme, Matthew 9, even chapter number 10, this similar, similar progression as we find naturally occurring here in the Word of God. In Romans 13, verse 11 out of 14, let us, hey, time to be active, to continue, don't sleep, get away. Because it's cool to walk around in. No, it's not. It's very hot. <laughs> very uncomfortable. Why do you got armor on to fight? Why do we have armor on? To charge the gates of hell and to see victory, spiritual conquest, the places in our community, visualize it above every single home and residence and apartment building. There is an ensign, there's a flag that's flying invisibly. It's either the flag of Zion or the flag of hell. And every place needs victory that doesn't know the Lord as their personal sin. Yep. So we're actively committed to get right with God. Committed to get ready. I've got the armor on. I'm ready to be used with God. I want God to use me. I'm not going to be caught flat-footed or unprepared. Armor on symbolizes a readiness. I'm ready whenever the fight for a lost soul is at stake. Be instant, in season and out of season. Yes, it was for Timothy, but it's for all of us. If it wasn't, God wouldn't put it in the Bible. Be prepared, be ready. Notice, hey, actively commit to get right with God, to, be, to get ready to be used with God. Actively commit to get real, real. This is so important, you can spend a whole hour here when we have just but a minute left. Notice in verse number 13, and let us walk honestly as in the day. Hey, you know how you are in front of everybody else? Be that way all the time. Be real. There's one thing that American churches need, and it's a revival of authenticity. Be authentic. Be real. Don't put in a false front of hypocrisy and a facade, a form of godliness. Be real. Hey, let's get actively committed to get real with God. We really want to see God use us, and so we will be genuine, and we're going to allow that genuineness and that desire to use with God to be expressed to one another because it's a heart craving that cannot be contained. Verse number 14 is the most important of all. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's time to be active, to actively clothe ourselves with Jesus Christ. Actively clothe yourself with Jesus Christ. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't make provision for the flesh. Don't leave a back door uh, open, some secret compartment open for the flesh and the lust of this world and pride of life. All these things, lust of the eyes, can creep in and can contaminate you and destroy you and keep you back from being used of God. But actively clothe yourself with Jesus Christ every single morning when you get up. Hey, we're casting off the works of darkness. Can you help me put those sleeves in the right way? All right, I made a mess of that. And I didn't even know I was going to do that, but I did it anyway. You know, never know what will happen when you preach it. But anyway, 
go ahead, there's one sleeve, let's go ahead and do the other one. And now, <laughs> so when people see me, sure, they may see me, but I don't want them to see me, I want them to see Jesus. Hey. I'm not trying to be difficult here. But also New Zealand and New Zealand and Australia does not need you. You are simply but a vessel, a voice that God uses for His work. Yep. We'll get more of that this week as God allows. It doesn't need to know the name of your church. New Zealand and lost souls need Jesus. Yep. Amen. May our churches and our lives be a hearing the truth place. They see Jesus. And they say, wow, that person has something that I don't have. I need that too. So that they can come to a personal knowledge, a personal acceptance of Christ as their Savior. There's a lot to take in this morning, isn't there? We're just going to go ahead and as, as abrupt as we start the message, we're going to abruptly end it. There's no long-winded conclusion here. We've preached what needs to be preached. And now it's time for us to directly seek the Lord as He has spoken to us. Heads about eyes are closed. We're going to have a time of invitation. Now is the time. Now is the time. Aware, awake, and active. Various thoughts of application throughout all of this. Lord, we need you. That's why we're here. We're, we're gathering together. We desire for your spirit to be manifest. We desire an outpouring, O oh God, of heaven. Please, sir. Burn with us a desire, a realization, an understanding, God. There's a need. And now is the time. God, I pray that as we begin this week, Take every single message to heart. Actively look for ways for things to be applied in our lives. Mold us more in thy image. Transform us. God, please, I beg of you. Ignite sparks. Cause the fire in our hearts to burn bigger and brighter. That these fires would spread across New Zealand. You're working, Lord. You're working into Australia. Thank you, Lord, for the urgency of this text. Help us to arise the occasion as only you can help us to do it. Heads of our eyes are closed and blinking around as the piano will softly play in their moments. I wonder if there's one today that say, but here we go, God has spoken my heart, I needed this, I needed this message, some of the other messages, I needed this. God has just dealt with me, it's time for me to be aware, I am just bubbling through life and, and an oblivion, and God has just He's, he's opened my eyes, and I needed this. And I thank God that he's made me aware. Now is the time. That's me. Would you raise your hand? I hope your head is at you today. God bless you all across the room. Many hands. God bless you. Between you and the Lord, for the year away, I have not been awake. Maybe you're like one lady who spoke to me in West Virginia. says, for the year away, I, I, I'm not asleep, but I've been dozing. <laughs> I'm dozing. I'm in and out of awareness. 
the girl that God's spoken to, I've been sleeping and God is, wants me to wake up and I, I want to be awake. God has dealt with me. God spoke to my heart. What is that? That's a hard question to ask. That's a hard question to answer. But you raise your hand. God spoke to you all across the room. Many hands. God bless you. But the girl way, I want to be active. I want to be engaged. I want God to use me. God spoke to my heart. Now more than ever, I want to be involved and make a difference for eternity. That's me. Would you raise your hand? That's you. That's you. Would you stand at your feet? Let's seek the Lord. We're going to make an altar here out of the front. Would you come and do business with God as the Lord has led you? Father, help us now as we see your face in this precious time. In Jesus' name we pray. Would you come even now as the instrument plays? Would you bend and express your heart to the Lord? Seek Him while He may be found. Do business with God. Now is the time God wants to use you. God wants to use you. You seek the Lord. Across the room. In the Spirit of God.
start our, uh, we will provide dinner here. We will have dinner and uh, dinner will start at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. So be here at 5 and uh, the, the, the kitchen will be closed by 6 because we are going to start our service for the evening at 6 o'clock. And uh, that's, uh, we will have two speakers tonight, uh, Brother Garraway and Pastor Norris Belcher. Uh, with our speakers, and also tomorrow, at uh, the same time as today, uh, we will start at 9.30, but uh, the video will be open by 8.30, so you can come here early to set up a place, and I hope that we will have that problem tomorrow, but we have experience this morning. And uh, again, uh, Pastor Saba will be preaching the first message, and the second message will be uh, Pastor Dan Fraser, and uh, I think uh, Brother Kelly also will be preaching uh, tomorrow or no? I, I think someone else. But uh, you, you have one tomorrow. You have two today, so. Alright. And uh, the same thing will essentially be in the evening. And Saturday, Saturday we have uh, uh, Brother Kelly and also Pastor uh, Norris Rector uh, to that. You know, conclude our conference. Alright, so please be praying for this, and then the something that will be our so many revival, and that is um, also the so many revival. It's a busy week for our church, but I, I trust this is very help, uh, helpful for us, and very, you know, uh, maybe tiresome to our body, but, um, you know, strength to our spirit, our souls, that the Lord will give us. So, uh, before we also say the last thing, uh, we will give uh, offering. We will we will take our offering this morning. 